Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Where did this ferocious determination out there today come from? The media. Every one of them brought us up. This is Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner GAA podcast. Welcome to the Irish Examiner's Paper Talk podcast. On today's show, we look back on the ups and downs of the Alliance Football League with John Fogarty, while Anthony Daly talks hurling as cooler around the All-Ireland Club champions, while Wexford and Tipperary progress to next Saturday's semi-finals of the Alliance Hurling League. Now, let's uh, get things underway with Gaelic football, the Alliance Football League. Uh, final round of action across the country yesterday. Plenty of drama, thrills and spills, ups and downs. And John Fogarty joins us on the line. John, only one place to start, that was uh, Bally Buffet, Donegal v Mayo, and a dramatic conclusion there. A draw, uh, good enough for Mayo to stay up and for Donegal to go down. Uh, what did you make of it all? Yeah, I watched it this, this morning, Colm, and it's uh, one of those rare occasions where they got it right. I, I fancy the draw, um, although you know, it has been pointed out by a couple of Donegal supporters that Kevin McLaughlin uh, took several steps before kicking that equaliser over. But um, like you could see the relief in, in the Mayo crew and how they celebrated it afterwards. And it has been a, quite a taxing spring for them. Um, Donegal obviously um, were changing style, changing format in many ways. Um, there was a lot of young guys coming in and it's not the worst thing in the world for, for them. Um, I would imagine uh, the Cambodia will next year will be able to experiment a little bit more as much as they want to get back up to Division 1. But Calvin and Ross Cavan, I think, have demonstrated there that coming straight back up is, uh, is, is you know, uh, as they have done, is... is, uh, is uh, not, well, it's not as difficult as it used to be anyway. Okay. Ray Silk today in his column in the Irish Examiner puts a lot of blame on Patrick McBrearty's uh, kick towards the end, which led uh, to uh, Mayo's equaliser. Would you be as harsh as, as Ray was on, on McBrearty? Uh, well, I, I, I understand where Ray is coming from, but I think you have to, I think you have to consider the context here. McBrearty was coming back from injury. He might have been flagging towards the end of that. You saw what he did earlier on that game. Um, he was actually very quite impressive, and I think he has taken the lead uh, as the like Michael Murphy obviously is, is the leader. But in terms of uh, the man who's guiding the the forward line, certain Paddy McBurdy. So yeah, I think Ray was a little bit too harsh. Obviously, in isolation, I can understand where he's coming from. But you have to consider exactly what McBurdy. He was, as I said, he was injured. Uh, he was a late call up for this game. Um, probably wasn't as fit as he should have been but again he did make a, a valuable contribution on the day Psychologically how important is this result and retaining Division 1 status for Mayo? Well if you listen to some people it depends who you listen to obviously uh, in, my, in, my, in my opinion I think it's, 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 it's decent they were missing a lot of players over the last while like we haven't seen like Lee Keegan's going to be out now it looks like for four months which is 
considerable now. Obviously, he did play in a few of the recent matches and what have you, but it's Mayo need they need a squad for them. We'll talk about Kerry, I'm sure, and Kerry have been tried on a lot of players. Dublin have been tried on a lot of players. Mayo really haven't had the opportunity to do that because they've been missing guys. And, um, that, you know, you can see it. Like, you know, the likes of Donny Vaughan, who, okay, Donny's uh, 30, 31 years of age, but he's still a, a guy who can make a big contribution to, uh, to, to Mayo. But they were missing. There was a lack of cohesion all the way through Mayo's campaign. And, um, you know, Obviously, they they, uh, they got they got through and they screamed through it. But again, it comes back to the whole point. Colm about uh, this this time of year when uh, half the, the panel are in Dublin and, and the, the other half are in uh, Mayo, and they're only meeting up on a Friday. Um, it don't, it's not conducive to, to good football. Um, obviously, now that will change in the next six weeks. You would imagine coming up to the Gawa game, which is uh, I don't think there has ever been as an important. Um, a game in the county championship in a considerable amount of time. Like you know, when the I say there was eyes being thrown to heaven when when they were drawn against one another because they have seen a lot of Europe the last while. And I, I, you know, it isn't Casabar, but to be honest, Casabar hasn't been a happy hunting ground for for, for Mayo over the last while. In fact, there's been little or no home comforts for, for them there. The you know, it, it, it's going to be obviously it's going to be a, a fantastic uh, occasion and. Uh, Mayo support will, will come out in their droves, but it's uh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a long summer uh, for, uh, for for whoever loses that game. In terms of all the issues this year with the league, the earlier start, obviously the condensed season and the weather issues, do you think the the GA are going to have a look at how the competition will be run off in 2019 in an effort to buy themselves an extra weekend or two? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think the first thing. Central Council would be asked again regarding the hurling anyway to get rid of quarterfinals. Um, they were asked by the CCCC and they said no. Uh, I think they'd be asked to look at that again to review that. And there are going to be changes. I think there was a, a, a recognition from the GA last week when they were uh, responding to some the games being postponed that uh, you know that they were trying to they were a bit too ambitious. And, and, and in fairness to the uh, CCCC. When they put this uh, plan together, the former chairman George Partridge and the uh, director of uh, games administration, Claire Welford, Fergus McGill, they did make the point that this was a learning curve for them this year, and they got away with it in many ways. But um, like you know, they, as as per schedule, the divisional finals are taking place this weekend, and it's just a couple of division two games to, to solve the the, the relegation uh, issue. To see, it goes down with loud in that regard, but uh, so. You know, obviously the the hard final is taking place uh, a week later than it should, but it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Mm. Um, and it, 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 there's obviously going to be changes. I just think it was a bit too ambitious, and uh, what they were trying to do. But again, um, if, if the lessons are learned for next year, then you know they won't mind a bit. So, could you see the league starting earlier or finishing no, later? I, I, no, I think I think it'll probably be. Um, I think it could be the same time. I think it'll be the same time. I just. There might be an extra gap week, and they might even condense the the championship even more. So you might even see this, the the championship uh, uh, starting in possibly you know a, a week later in May or something like that. Because that's the one thing that the GA haven't really looked at. They, you know, we've been, we've been talking about the end of the championship and the All Ireland hurling and football finals being brought into August. Well, 
it'll be, it'll be, it should be brought into August the football final next year. It's on the first Sunday of September this year because of the Pope's visit. But um, I, I think that's where there's a bit of wiggle room that they might be able to um, put back the or start the championship a week later in May and possibly then uh, have the, the divisional finals at the start of April and there their body, you know, they would still be able to maintain that, you know, they've four or five week windows for the clubs to, okay. to stage their game. In terms of you yourself on uh, Sunday, John, you were in Healy Park for Tyrone Kerry. A, a dead rubber on paper, but I don't think you'll find too many people in Tyrone giving out about the result this morning. Kerry had, I suppose ironically, given the history between the two counties over the last 20 years, Kerry had become a bit of a, a monkey in their back. They did. Um, like, I think it's two championship wins and the rest of the league, or there's been Like it had been before, guys, for so many things. 
uh, people throw, throw they, they just you know cast aspersions about the team but they were playing with they were I would argue okay obviously they were the home toxic team yesterday and usually the home team they are the more offensive but they were playing with the two men inside most of the time so it's not as if it was like Mark Bradley the man of his own last year against Dublin that there has been a little bit of uh, no evolution there and I would imagine Mickey Hart would love to be play Dublin again and go out with the same attitude uh, I would imagine to try and uh, you know beat them on the counter attack uh, but again it is something that clearly is is bugging at him but I think he, he has to park that now he'll be given the opportunity to park that now because we won't be talking to to Mickey now uh, he has his late Gale problem this week but we won't be talking to Mickey now until, until the start of May he would imagine before him on him game but yeah it's I, I'm, I'm over the years, Nicky has been exercised by a, by a lot of things, but this really seems to stick in his craw, and uh, I would imagine it's provided to him with a good bit of motivation going into the championship. We'll turn our attention to Division 2 action. Uh, Rowan McCarthy, confident Cork in a good place, despite their defeat to Roscommon and Dr. Hyde Park on Sunday. Would you share that optimism and glass half full approach? Question, John. People talk so much about Cork and their fall from grace since 
2010 and the All-Ireland Final and all those uh, National League Division 1 final appearances. What of Derry football? A, a new low for them? determination out there today come from the media every one of them wrote us off there was a statement in the cock examiner last saturday or last friday that there are four men on the limerick team that would be afraid to go into a dark room there's the answer today to those those four men again and, and you're that hurt by those remarks i'm certainly i'm hurt and the players were more hurt and they're the ones who, who were insulted this week and they proved it today that they have this uh, thanks to John Fogarty for the review of the weekend's football action. Turning our attention to hurling now, and Anthony Daly joins us on the line. Uh, Anthony, last four drawn up for the Allianz Hurling League Division 1 semi-finals. Were they the four you would have predicted at the start of the year? That uh, was kind of hard to predict, kind of, I suppose, really. Uh, probably would have thought maybe Galway coming from 1B, you know, would, would have cruised away and then maybe would have brought a final Possibly the cruise in a way with Galway has probably cost them a bit, you know, and um, you know, I think they were probably deservedly beaten by, by Wexford yesterday. Uh, Wexford certainly set out their stall if it won have a real corner the league. Uh, Clare looked like they were doing the same at the start, but have Austrian or one now. So we're out and uh, obviously Limerick um, you know, really setting their goal to come out of one B was the first goal of they won the, the shootout with Claire, I suppose, so that could have gone either way. That was very, very close. Um, but the other one, yeah, it was like, well, maybe, you know, including, including myself, I think, really, I suppose, were questioning whether Kenny had an awesome tank after losing the first two rounds um, to do something. But now they're back in the semi final again, and uh, it just don't go away. Now, in terms of Wexford, Anthony, that balancing act between going hell for leather in the league and keeping an eye on a championship. How difficult is it to maintain? Uh, it's a very difficult, but at the same time, um, they're a county that's kind of starved of success. So, 
Um, what would be wrong with winning the league column is, is would be my attitude. I think it's Davy's attitude as well. Um, you know, he didn't name Lee Chin to start yesterday, but then he started him. So as soon as I heard that, I said the intent is there anyway. Because I wondered maybe would they want to face it to Kenny again before they go to Nola Park for the championship. But um, no, that's already the Walsh Cup, the league proper, the league semi-final and and, uh, and the championship to come in a few weeks. So look, um, obviously Davey said to himself, look, the national title would be great. And I know myself from my time with Dublin, but that, you know, the league was great. It was a huge... I don't think we'd have gone on and won a Leinster title two years later had, had we not won the league. And it get for this fantastic belief that they could compete at the very highest level um, and beat the Kenny League final. Especially so, look at I think if you're, you're you're thinking about the Wexford team at the moment, you're looking at some of the younger lads, Connors, uh, Jack O'Reilly, Paddy um, Foley, Ed Nolan, um, Damien Reck. The way these guys are, are beginning to really step out and, and show their wares and say, I'm not afraid of anybody in this country. I, I want to win in Ireland. I see shades of maybe even the own player team. You know where I was maybe one of the Italy-age fellas around then, 25 years of age, but um, you know, the Jamesies and the Brian Lovins and the Sean McMahons, they, they saw themselves as winning stuff and winning at Ireland, winning Munster, so yeah, I think, uh, I think it's great progress. I, I think everybody is really saying Wexford last year wasn't just the daily effect from the start and what was going to happen, but I mean, they've really, uh, in horse race and parents, like, they've really trained on and uh, they seem to be fitter, stronger, and uh, very ambitious, so you know, I think they, they have a big say. I think we're going to one of the most open all Ireland's uh, that we've ever had, to be honest, Colum. And uh, same with the league, trying to pick winners in these leagues and finals is not easy. Yeah, you mentioned there about Wexford going to Nolan Park and Kilkenny, having met them twice uh, already in the league, and as you said, with the championship coming up. What, what about Brian Cody? Is, is he happy to be facing Wexford again? Often as they're being rivalry, it's 
you know, familiarity with the breeds can let's say so. You know, I know our sense go way back when we kept meeting to Brary all those years, like some of the matches boil over lots of times and uh, wouldn't be surprised if, if a bit of heat starts coming into these ones fairly soon. Well, I remember those matches as well, Dalo, and you were a model of composure anyway through a Hopefully some of the uh, Wexford and Kilkenny players could take a leaf out of your book. Question, uh, did you have money on Dublin against uh, Tipperary on Sunday? I didn't, I didn't. I was actually on the Sunday game there with Mike Steinman before the, the, the mini uh, piece in the East came in and got called off last week. Um, and I said that I, I you know, thought things were coming together for them a little bit and that in parallel, you know, that they would have... Uh, a good rattle off, off, off Tim, but uh, you know, when it was moved to Croker straight away, you think of John McGrath, you think of Jason Ford, you think of Space. Uh, but like um, being there yesterday now and uh, seeing them go nine points to one ahead, I said, if Tim had been come off the bus here, I said, they're not hooked up for this at all, they're not tuned in. But God, like um, Dublin just collapsed after that, to be honest, Colum, just no other night that I. I mean, I don't know, look at Frank Nixonia, they often collapse when I was in charge of them as well, so that's, I'm not being overly critical, but I mean, 9-1 up and um, back to four points when one America got sent off, but like the second half was just, uh, you know, lifeless, to be honest, I, uh, I was just so disappointed, it was it was really boring, like, I mean, to be honest, uh, I went away after the hurling and there was loads of football fans coming in and kind of slagging me, you know, a few of those, you know, it's name for the football, I had to, and uh, I said, there's only one thing more than that, that's that's football, good luck, <laughs> sorry about that, <laughs> but, uh, no, I just, I'm sorry, I just thought they were, I did, they just badly, I said it today, they badly need an infusion of the, the Sean Mourns and uh, the Keno Callahan's and these fellas, you know, I presume you won't get caught to hurry, but if you could get down Tuesday back home, Trying to get a great game Saturday night, and um, he just need they have a winning mentality now, you know, back to back Ireland's, and um, if, if hopefully they can, you know, because they that would have taken a lot out of them as well because they were ending back to the the piercing. Um, but he badly needs those lads back, and you know, with, with five or six of those guys and Liam Rush back fit, you still have a fair team on paper. They would be contenders in Leinster, but on the the team was out yesterday, they wouldn't say they would be. Okay, in terms though of Tipperary, should are you saying we shouldn't be reading too much into the, the score that they put up? Not really, no. I'd say Mike Ryan's going home in the bus yesterday. He didn't learn too much about too many yesterday, to be honest. It was, it was just so easy. I mean, you couldn't believe that the, the other team with the 14 minutes like that. You would have honestly believed that that, that it was Dublin, but Dublin had the 14 minutes. So it was the space, the fellas were enjoying, you know, and lads standing off. And, uh, it was like as if the club was kind of. That, that 9 1 kind of went, what's the story here? Like, why are we 9 1 ahead? And, and stopped playing. And, and to be fair to the likes of Cody Keeney and Disarmy's life, was maybe nearly one of the best of them. Like, so Cliff stacked him very well, and Alfredo's got three great points. So Keeney was the one man that kept the battle going. I felt all through, you know, caught great balls and that. But yeah, I, I, I don't know, I just thought, um, the tip, yeah, they haven't, you know, they're into the league semi final. Oh, this is grand, I suppose, but. Michael would be saying, did he get much of a test? You know, for some of the lads, he wanted to see tested. Um, but you know, more of us was after that again, because Limerick and Tip would bring out the best in each other. Limerick are full of uh, as a moment, as a, as a, as a, as a, at the moment uh, in their system, and 
they may have had one or two in the piercing guys back you know maybe John he'd say John Kylie that you know he'd give him a break for a week or two as well because they had and that would have, that was very tough to train for them as well. So it'd be interesting, but certainly we'd get a bigger test I think we're getting here at the moment than, than where the dumps are at without the cool lads. Okay, final question then to you Anthony, the All Ireland Club replay on Saturday, another epic there. Kula, would you be putting them up amongst the great club teams? I certainly would. Um, I'd be nearly putting both clubs up there, but um, it was absolutely brilliant on Saturday night. I'd have stayed all night. I'd have done what we did in the previous week, but I wouldn't have wanted the free-taking competition at the end of it. I just, I thought it was, it was, it was a titanic struggle-like, and it looked as if you know, when the two goals were then back, back to back, really within within 22 minutes, you say, look, they probably are gone away now, but like the piercing thing, I mean, next puck out, Kevin Downs caught and so on, two hit the crowd, nearly broke the crossbar. And you say, this goal are not going to give up, and then the goal came. Great catch by Dowling onto, onto David Green and, and below the net. And when they went ahead, I looked at the clock, I think it was 59 24. And you say, God, like, we're going to take some time here or, or, or the piercing win. And for Kula to rattle off four points. Now, look, when they went ahead by the points, you'd say maybe then, will it be a draw now because they might get one more chance? But I certainly thought that in second, the, the free to put them a point, two points ahead was very much on the soft side. Now, I have to say, I, I couldn't see the free. I haven't really seen the TV replay of it yet now, but... Um, well, on real time, it didn't. It looked as if they defended very well on Conor Callaghan, part of the Irish side that was free, and then you felt they'd need a goal, and sure, you look to the other side of the field, and nearly every cooler man was back uh, defending the goal, so uh, that was it, I suppose, we did get another score after that, but uh, yeah, an excellent team, you know, really, uh, all both inter-county teams, both of them, and um, yeah, I'd have them up there as one of the best club champions. I mean, to win, really, they won it as well. You have to think, like, um, you will come back, win Dublin now, which is seriously competitive at the moment, you know, and it's probably, they lost the first round of Dublin last year, even to Manny Bowden, so it's seriously competitive there, and to go on and win another Leinster, and then beat the Galway champions, you have to say that's a fantastic retention of your title, and, um, you know, great kudos to Matty Kenny and the job he's done there, I mean, he came in there, and uh, they've won three Dublins now, uh, two Leinsters and two All-Irelands, I mean, that is... Couldn't do it much better, really, could you? I suppose they'd be all out to try and do the three, so I rest of Dublin Club hurt and myself forget about it. And that's it from this edition of the Irish Examiner Paper Talk podcast. Our thanks to John Fogarty and to Anthony Daly. Don't forget you can check us out online at irishexaminer.com forward slash paper talk on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Larry Ryan was our producer. We're back again, same time, same place, next Monday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.